0: is Wait, hang on, Mike. You had a great bit to segue into the episode that I walked all over. So let's let's start that back from the beginning. Wait, Mike, how are you feeling? Oh, uh, well, I gotta
1: tell you, Nick, it's it's uh, it's a little hot under this blanket. I feel like I'm coming down
0: with something. You're coming down with something. Like, like, what kind of Steve? Don't shake your head. Mike, what do you think you're coming down <laughs> oh, with? Oh,
1: man. I, I, I don't know, Nick. It's uh, something that's not well, you know, something where I'm not feeling quite
0: 100%, you know? Like, Mike, you had a very <laughs> weird, like, staccato cough that you made right before we started recording. Could you do that kind of Fleming <laughs> cough that you just did? Nick! <laughs> How does it go? <laughs> oh, what? <coughs> <laughs> that was it! That was actually not a bad impression of what your cough sounded like. Uh, well, hopefully you can make it to the end of this episode. And what is this episode of? It's the Song Topsy Report, where we dissect bad, bizarre, or otherwise noteworthy music to figure out how it died. I'm your host, Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell.
2: And I'm barely paying attention, Steve Drollinger.
0: Ah, uh, Steve, I'm so glad you're still on brand after recently coming back from our hiatus. Classic Steve. There's literally nothing else for him to do, because he's in quarantine, as we all are, and yet he still can barely muster the attention. Mm-hmm. He won't even look, he won't even look at us in the zoo. He won't even look at us. Yes. Once again, we are socially distancing, so I am seeing my lovely co-hosts all the way from disparate actually across state borders. So oh, ah, that's technology.
1: true, yeah. Across state borders. And across or through uh shirt fabrics. <laughs> You know, I just really want to turn the audience on, Nick. That's all I'm saying. That's
2: <laughs> Turn them on to more Song Topsy Report.
0: <laughs> but, Mike, y- you have a voice. It's going to turn on the audience anyway. Um, but to our listeners, actually, to our now deeply aroused listeners, thank you so much again for uh, tuning in after uh, we recently came back from our hiatus. We are very happy to be back and kind of... F- Falling back into the cadence of getting these episodes out for you. Oh uh, um, Yeah, we back, baby.
1: Better than ever right
0: now. You see that artwork? Shit. Look at that thing. <laughs> look, look at that artwork. Uh, <laughs> isn't it amazing what happens when you pay a professional instead of having me do
1: it? Despite how much better the new artwork is, you really did a damn good job on the original. Come on, man. Like I appreciate it. And you know what? I think... I think um, I think if we made two t-shirts, I think both would get bought equally. I
0: really do. I really do. <laughs> Listeners will have to stay tuned on that. And uh, actually, uh, if you are a new listener, thank you so much for joining us. And if you're a longtime listener, um, we actually have an important request for you guys. Um, We usually say, if you like the show, please consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. But there's a little bit more uh, impetus to do this now, because I didn't discover this until after uh, last week's episode came out. But I checked the reviews, and while we were on hiatus, somebody, and pardon my my language, someone who was a mean person... Left us a one star review, which was just enough to bring our over- overall average podcast score from a perfect five out of five to four and a half stars out of five. Mother! So we would really appreciate it if a couple of you guys could go on and leave some five star reviews to bump that average. Wait, when background. did that happen? While we were on hiatus. You know what? I guess the you know long-term what? listener is pissed at the lack of content. They missed us, Nick. They
1: missed us. They missed us dearly. And just like your favorite abusive partner, they came at us with a vengeance. You know what I mean? <laughs> how can I pick just one favorite? <laughs> yeah. I mean, how, how screwed up is it to leave out? we always say five-starred preferably. And, you know, I understand maybe throwing a four-star, you know, being like, oh, we're going to mix it up a little bit. But one – a one-star review. Oh, you know what? I bet it was a Five Finger Death Punch fan.
0: No doubt about it. No freaking doubt about it. <laughs> well, Mike, if uh, if it's the new metal fans who get the angriest when we shit on their music, then they're really going to hate this episode because we are discussing one of the quintessential early two thousands new metal anthems. That I'm not going to lie, I still have a very very soft spot for in my heart of hearts. Uh, We are discussing Down With The Sickness by Disturbed, and I'm actually very, very excited for this. I think Steve's disturbed that we're doing this song right now.
2: (laughs) This this could literally have been discussed at any other point in history, in the whole of human history. (laughs) Well,
0: Steve, there's some reasons to discuss this, which we'll get into, but first, if you are a little bit rusty on this song, first of all, shame on you. You should know all the lyrics to this song, regardless of your musical interests and backgrounds. Uh, but here's a little bit of Dan with the Sickness.
2: say so far not the worst lyrics we've covered. All right, let's put a pool together. Let's put some money down on uh exactly what point during a recording Mike is going to accidentally slam his face into his computer.
0: <laughs> oh yes, cuz Mike and I were both furiously headbanging during that entire time.
2: I mean, how
1: can
0: you not? How can you not during this song, right Nick? I mean, there's a reason there's a reason the song has endured for so long. Is it the music? Is it the lyrics? Maybe not.
2: <laughs> I mean, you know what else endured for a long time the uh the fossilized remains of a dinosaur known as procomsonathus who ate shit so Proc- you know wait, are you there's a dinosaur who just spent his life eating shit yeah they were it was uh it was involved it was like a it was a very tiny creature it so it couldn't really uh <laughs> couldn't really eat much and it uh it was typically eating the leftovers or the remains of other larger dinosaurs. So much like that shit-eating bastard, this song has remained somehow existent and extant.
0: Uh, Steve, (laughs) I would love to know what it's like to live your life with that kind of knowledge always on hand.
2: It's a nightmare.
1: That is is such a... Oh my god, what a smart, dumb thing to know.
0: Well, I don't know if this song is that bad, Steve, because whether you love the now, I guess you could say, dead genre of new metal, whether you love it or hate it, People point to this song as like one of the quintessential new metal songs. If you love it, you're going to show this to prove why it's amazing. If you hate it, you're going to show this song to show why it was terrible. I suppose we should discuss the band a little bit that did this, Disturbed. Uh, they are an American heavy metal band from Chicago, formed in 1994, and consists of vocalist uh David Draymond, the uh one with the sore throat that you heard earlier, guitarist/slash keyboardist Dan Donegan, bassist John Mayer and or er, Moyer, excuse me, John I was about Mayer John is Mayer. not Mayer. What? <laughs> Listen, he had an interesting start to his career, uh, but he kind of started doing his own thing. Uh, and drummer Mike just, Wengren.
2: Just a lie. You've got to rise above. Get down with the sickness. <sighs> <laughs> Get down with the sickness. Uh,
0: and once again, so this band's name was Disturbed. I, As much as I was aware of this band over the years, I didn't know where the name came from. But uh, vocalist David Draymond uh, said the name Disturbed was, quote, a name I have been contemplating for a band for years. It just seemed to symbolize everything we were feeling at the time. The level of conformity that people are forced into is disturbing to us, and we were just trying to push the envelope, and the name just sort of made sense.
2: So that's why we're listening to "Down with the Sickness" by Pushing the Envelope.
0: Now he
1: said he was keeping <laughs> he was keeping this in his back pocket for a few years. Yeah, I do. You, you think he tried to pitch it a few times, and then it was just
0: like uh... he was in a bunch of other bands before. He's like, "Hey guys, I think I got a really good name for a band," and they're like, "Oh yeah, David, maybe next." All time. All right, let's.
2: We're thinking of signing you, kids. What's your band name called? Um, Scaredy Cat? No. Oh no! It, uh, I'm just kidding. It's um, it's uh, weirded out. No, um, uh, Limp Biscuit. No, that's dumb.
0: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so, their debut album called "The Sickness" went five times platinum in the United States. This was an enormously popular album, um, and there's the single "Down with the Sickness" is also. Kind of their song. Uh, they end almost every concert with it. Fun fact, I saw Disturbed live once, and they did end their concert with this song. How how was that, Nick? Was
1: everyone headbanging? Did they let the crowd sing the end? Yeah,
2: did they play some more of the favorites first to really, like, gear up to that? You know, like, the famous favorite, like, three or four other Disturbed songs that everyone knows and loves? Like, uh, that one song, <laughs> and then... Then they played and then they played this one. Did they just play this
1: song for a full hour straight so everyone knew what they were playing, Nick? What, what what
0: listen? Disturbed has got a lot of hit singles. They just all basically sound like the same song. But no, they did end the concert with this song. Was not terrible. The concert overall.
2: <laughs> Down with the second There's the stamp of approval. Was not terrible. <laughs>
0: Um, now, some of you may be wondering, probably very few of you, but some of you may be wondering, why of all times are we discussing this song now, um, considering it's been out for 20 years? This Because song, Nick's a
2: jackass.
0: No. May, I, well, yes, but for unrelated reasons. Uh, but specifically, Nick's sick! This...
1: No, no, no. Just in the head. Not for real. He's, he's doing... <laughs>
2: oh, so Mike, you oh, want to make, all... make fun of people with mental illness now? <laughs>
1: Uh, I believe, as someone who's been to a psych ward, I'm allowed to do that. Is that right, Is-
0: Mike? You didn't have a mental. You don't. You didn't have a mental illness, though. You just were behaving recklessly. I had to convince four doctors I wasn't. At <laughs> uh, the time, Mike woke up handcuffed to a gurney in Bellevue's mental ward. That time,
2: Mike lived the plot to one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Exactly.
0: Complete with him throwing a fountain through the glass window to escape.
2: Yeah, come on, Chief. Raise it into the raise your hands in the air like you want to see the game. Come
0: on. <laughs> um, no, the reason we're discussing this song now is because the song Down with the Sickness has become incredibly popular on streaming services with the rise of COVID-19. Just on on the in the week of th- uh Thursday, March nineteenth, according to Billboard, uh Down with the Sickness experienced a 31% bump in digital song sales. Um and the track has also gained uh 3% to a total of 2.6 million US streams uh just for the past month. So the song has become very popular while people are in quarantine. You know, it's it's funny how we seek out the thing <laughs>
1: the thing that's hurting us most for comfort some days you know
0: it's so true it? it's almost cathartic like my girlfriend got started playing a uh, plague ink on my ipad which is a game where you're literally a disease and your goal is to infect the entire world
2: also i think i think they dropped uh, they dropped the film outbreak on netflix like the week before
0: yep that was the most popular movie on netflix maybe it gives people a sense of control over what's happening when you have so little control i don't know I think, I, I, you know, I'll tell you what, when you watch, when you're watching
1: stuff, at least I felt this, I got over it after a while. Cause I went back to watching trailer park boys. Love, love that freaking series. But, uh, <laughs> is that your comfort food? This my, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's my, that's my comfort food of Netflix. But, um uh, but like, uh, for the first few weeks I would watch things. And I'd be like, I would see people touch each other and I'd be like, that's not real. That's, that's not happening now because the entire world is fucking separated. Like it, you, you almost need to see things that are close to your reality just to be like, like, that's interesting. Like okay, like this is relatable to right now, like in any sort of way, because everything was everything was so crazy. So it's almost like you needed crazy to feel normal.
2: Yeah, that's watching. why that's why I always watch something relatable to me like Back to the Future. That's what brings me comfort is how relatable that is to me in my life.
0: Steve, you're literally wearing a Back to the Future t-shirt as we speak. Oh my
2: god, you're right. <laughs> Stay um, tuned for next week's episode on the music of Back to the Future. Now. Oh god.
0: Um uh, <laughs> I don't Steve, we how can we have a day at the movies when all the theaters are closed?
2: That's the only way we can. <laughs>
0: In our
1: imagination. Oh my God, we're gonna uh, <laughs> we're gonna bring the listeners a true like treat. Whether we like imagining being at the movies with us,
0: that's gonna be great. I can't wait. <laughs> um, but this song, it was recorded in 1999 and was their first single to be certified platinum. Now, one of the most infamous parts about this song was what you just heard—the infamous "Ooh ah 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 ah." Oh, Oh, well, no. You want to try that again, Mike?
1: I'm okay. I'm okay. Okay. <laughs>
0: Just making sure. There are a myriad of rumors as to where that came from. Uh, my favorite one was that apparently uh, David Draymond, the vocalist, uh, visited a zoo and heard a monkey make that noise. And that was his inspiration. Uh, he denied that, though. He said that the sound was made possible by effects on his vocal cords after receiving surgery for acid reflux. But he he also dismissed the rumor that this was caused by heartburn. He said that, quote, the song originally was just written and had a pause. Uh, Mikey's beat is just so tribal and you know it just made me feel like an animal the noise came out one day and so that was just dropped in there and to his credit I will say if the drum beat had just stopped and there was like a second and a half of silence and then it hit that would have felt weird you do have to have something and I guess the ooh ah 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 was the perfect thing to have or do you disagree?
1: I really wanted to be heartburn. I just like the idea <laughs> that he ate a spicy burrito right before recording, and like, <laughs> ooh ah ah ah,
0: ah, oh,
2: ah oh ah oh. Hey, wait a second. Hey.
0: You can't deny that that takes some considerable skill. It's very difficult to do. In fact, one of my favorite YouTube videos of all time is a montage of people at karaoke just attempting to do that one part, and it never fails to make me feel better. video goes on for an exceedingly long time and i
2: like this the sec the third to last one which was obviously taking place at a karaoke night in an elk's lodge the <laughs> Wait, brave, how do you know the that, brave soul that was in a is in a vfw doing karaoke for d- down with the sickness
1: <laughs> oh yeah everyone's gonna like this one i just know it
0: <laughs> Every single person who has ever on karaoke put that song on is like, oh yeah, this is really going to get the crowd moving, has always misread their audience. All of
2: my parents and grandparents at this Elks Lodge are going to be really excited with this song choice.
0: Hey, Grandma, can you feel that? Oh shit. Well, I might return to that video whenever I feel like we just need to hear another ooh ah 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 ah. But in the meantime, let's go back to the song. A dissection is imperative So we heard the primal Tribal introduction to the song But let's get into the actual content Because we actually don't at this point Really know what the song is about Yeah, We might still not know at the end But let's see if we get there (laughs) Left of my yes. well,
1: I just find it strange.
2: Makes total sense to me.
1: When you're a servant, aren't you typically giving things? What's he getting? What's being given to him? Oh, unless, well, I guess there's
0: a few things you could give. <laughs> Mike, keep your sexual <laughs> fantasies out of the podcast, okay?
2: Mike, are I... you wearing a French maid's uniform right now?
1: Oh, stop it, Steve! You know I'm shirtless right now. <laughs> I can't believe it took us this long to
0: comment on the French maid outfit, but yes, Steve, <laughs> no, you are no. right.
2: We got to, you got to, you got to. Yes, and Mike, we got to keep know, the UCB alive. I know, I
0: know, I didn't. Yes, and you, yeah. oh, yo, man. It's okay. UCB doesn't exist anymore. You don't eh, have to do that anymore. UCB You're free. Now. You're no longer a servant. <laughs> we're
1: going back to, we're going back to short form, bitches. That's it. Bring back back
0: who's live. We're playing props tonight, motherfuckers. (laughs) Nick,
2: as a former improviser, does the lyric drowning deep in my sea of loathing have any special connection to uh, to you?
0: Uh, Steve, as an actor, does that have any relation to you?
2: You son of a bitch, you take that back.
0: (laughs) But so far we've got drowning deep in my sea of loathing, broken your servant, I kneel, will you give it to me? It seems what's left of my human side is slowly changing in me. Uh, I think that comes a little bit later. But so this guy, he's not feeling very good about himself, and he is uh, laying himself before uh, something. He's laying himself ostensibly before us. He says, "broken your servant, but I feel like he's addressing something more ethereal and metaphorical. Is he a zombie? Why do you say that? Well, he's down with well, it's called
1: <laughs> It's called down with the sickness, right? Okay, and it's what's left of his
0: human side. He's going on dead style, slowly. That's an interesting jump to make based on what we have, but it's not rolled out. Allow
2: me to add to Mike, uh, Mike's theory by suggesting that his, his, his zombie theory might not be too far off, but I would posit that, uh, more specifically, it's a zombie in the voodoo tradition, a voodoo-type uh, zombie, uh. which is under the control of the practitioner.
1: Ooh. Yo, I've never, you know, yo, I always forget about those kind of zombies. You
0: know what I mean? You always think of... That's where where the whole concept actually came from originally. Was what, the controlled zombies? Yeah, like all the old movies from like the 50s where they actually had zombies. It was almost always like a hoodoo or voodoo priest or priestess who was raising them. I can't believe I'm discussing this on this song. (laughs) But who do but the voodoo? Yes. The
1: judo? What is that? Song, what is that from? Is that from
0: dance magic? That's uh D- that's David Bowie. Dance
1: magic, dance magic. Oh, I love that song. Well, no,
2: that that uh, do that or do swoop the voodoo. was a
1: swoop, baby swoop. swoop
0: <laughs> <laughs> magic swoop. <laughs> dance
2: magic dance.
0: That's how labyrinth goes. Bad. <laughs> uh. <laughs> The labyrinth. Oh my god. Okay, you know what, guys? It's an interesting sorry, theory. Sorry. No, 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 no. Very compelling theory that I had not considered. Uh, but let's see if uh, additional lyrics kind of kind of narrow down the scope of it.
2: Oh, I get it. It's he's not a zombie, Mike. He's just a he's just a really messed up kid.
0: Oh, how?
2: Who le- who writes poetry?
0: Wait, a new metal song about kids that nobody understands, Steve? I don't believe that. So this song is about a
1: violent puberty? Like just like where like suddenly it it's coming on way too fast. I'm going to violently cubes a... are like blowing out of your fucking like, you know, uh, pelvic region just like Wait, Mike, you... Th- All of a sudden, you got a beard. You, like, didn't have one, and now you got a beard. They like, got of nowhere. Just like, this kid doesn't know what's going on. I'm
2: going to take a shot in the dark and say it's probably more related to, I don't know, domestic abuse of some kind.
0: I, I was going to say, so, Mike, you think that ev- when he says, broken your servant, I kneel, and he, well, he's addressing something, you think it's the um the personification of puberty he's addressing yeah and he's like will you give it to me will you give me the manhood give me that (laughs) manhood looking at my own reflection when suddenly it changes you know everyone kind of had a summer where all of a sudden they were a foot taller and there was hair growing in places where there wasn't hair before and they don't
1: call it growing pains for no reason nick because it's violent it hurts all
0: right those bones are growing quick Mike, now that I think about it, it was weird that when I was in 5th grade and watching the maturity videos that they just showed the music video for Down with the Sickness. <laughs> I didn't piece it together at the time, but I think that they were actually addressing my growing body.
1: <laughs> and so now that you've woken up the up demon... Up the because demon. all kids are monsters, dude. Every sing- every right. fucking teenager's a goddamn monster. I was one, you were one, everyone was one. No doubt about it. Hey, get up, get down. Down with uh, the sickness, get up, You down with the sickness. Ah, you know what a beautiful thing. What a beautiful thing to say. You know, like uh,
0: madness is the gift that has been given to me. That's the most beautiful part of the song to you, you Mike. Know,
1: you know, no one. We always look at.
0: Okay, never mind. <laughs> I gotta watch what I'm saying. No, Mike, let's go into mental health too. Okay, well, Let, let's I was just... just
1: gonna say, Nick, that like you know, if if mental health defects are passed on from <laughs> from generation to generation, then there's a sort of sweetness to it. Like
0: <laughs> I don't think mental health issues are a beautiful story necessarily first of all second of all i love how in the course of i don't know 10 minutes we went from zombies to puberty to mental health as what the song is actually about uh and i'm very excited to see where it goes next mike it's so telling that madness is the gift that has been given to me you're like oh that's nice you know some parents pass down their vinyl collection but some parents pass down their madness hey Nick, if there's one thing I've said in this podcast
1: once, I've said it a hundred times. You can't be crazy.
0: That's true. When you made that imaginary friend on the bus in order to. No, forget win a fight. I'm not trying to bring that up, Nick. I'm trying. Just...
2: Yeah, Nick, get some new material. Either that or Mike, go out and do different crazy things we can talk about. He can't. We're all quarantined.
1: I can only do crazy things inside my apartment and have Jabari talk about them. Oh, that's my roommate's
2: name. Okay. Yeah, you <laughs> should you should get him to sign off on that before we post.
0: All right, uh, the song continues. Usually, that's the point where a good friend would hold your hair back.
1: So, so Nick, you are saying this is when you notice your friend is about to upchuck a little bit. Yes.
0: What else does The Sickness
2: is Rising mean? <sighs> I guess sometimes you just take that one-too-many-times trip back to the buffet, and you have the chicken, which you, d- you notice no one else is eating, but you're like, it's got to be good, right? Everyone else is having okay. the tacos and the steak and the beef, but nobody's touching the chicken. You're like, it's probably fine, and it's not. And then you're down <laughs> with the sickness. So, Steve,
0: thank you. So now we know. What, this, what is this song about? Going Crazy. Where does the song take place? An Old Country Buffet. We're getting more <coughs>
2: down. Hey, 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 We're hey. We're finally getting up. A- I have a lot of fond memories of the Old Country Buffet, okay? Never once did I get sick at the Old Country Buffet. And they had chocolate milk in a dispenser. Oh.
0: Wait, they,
1: oh, what? and that was the best I've damn never part of it. I've never heard of, of that. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, actually, no, Steve, there was one time I went to an old, I went to an Old Country Buffet, and I saw some people drinking out of that dispenser, and do you know what they sounded like immediately after?
2: What? it was not a pretty sight it swear to god if i had known you were going to do that this whole episode i would have brought a conflicting different clip of a bunch of weird noises just to piss it off
0: <laughs>
2: next time next time gadget next time w- <laughs> all right.
0: So, don't deny what you feel, and he continues. It seems that all that once good has died and this dick to me. We can
1: get it to you. Uh yes. That chicken was really bad, man. Like
2: Look, I thought, no it was one else, good. I thought no one else was eating it because they were all full because it was at the end of the buffet line. And at the beginning of the buffet line was all the little mini sliders and tacos and stuff and barbacoa. I thought that's why no oh, one was touching it.
0: Steve, rookie mistake. Oh, man. They move it to the end for a reason. <laughs> if you've reached the end of the line, you've reached the end of your line.
1: Oh, my God.
0: I can't even go to buffet, Steve, because of gluten, and I knew that.
2: <laughs> well, I guess I'll just have to comfort myself with bread, lots of warm, delicious bread.
1: I want to know what he wants, though. So will you
0: give it to me? I don't care. He just wants chicken that hasn't gone bad. This is David Draymond discussing, uh, talking to one of the wait staff at this old country buffet. He just wants good chicken. Will you give it to <sighs> me?
2: I've told you before, stop disparaging the Old Country Buffet or we're going to have a problem. Until they become a sponsor, Steve, I will speak my mind. Why don't you pick like Sizzler or something that nobody gives
0: a shit about? What is Sizzler? (laughs) Sizzler sounds like a porn website.
1: Ah, God, I forgot I'm old. I'm trying to even think the last time I ate at a Sizzler. The last time I even heard a Sizzler reference was like a Weird Al Yankovic song in the 90s.
2: Yeah, that's where I stopped developing. I stopped developing my Mentally, material. Mentally, emotionally. Yeah, materially, 1997, 98, around then, that's when I stopped.
0: 1997, 1998 was the perfect year range, and nothing good came after that. Exactly. I understand you, Steve. It seems you're
1: having some trouble in dealing with these changes. Oh guys, guys, we got this all wrong. No wonder why we didn't get it, guys. This is about a young w- girl becoming a woman.
0: Oh God, here we go. Yes. How is it about that, Mike?
1: <laughs> well, it's, it's
2: it's there's there's trouble dealing with those changes in our hearts. Okay. Did this come out the same year as uh, "Not a Girl, Not Yet a Woman" by Britney Spears? Because uh, did they have? Ooh. Was it like roughly a like Deep Impact Armageddon type scenario where they <laughs> all came out around the same time? Yes.
0: Yes, this "Down with the sickness" and "Not a girl,
2: not yet a woman" are basically the same song. There's some people that say, "Well, Deep Impact had a better, it was better in terms of drama and acting and character work," and some people say, "Yeah, but Armageddon had Bruce Willis and he was firing a machine gun on the moon or something." That's right. <laughs> but Mike, you're telling me that once again, you think
0: it's no longer about zombies or mental decay it's back to puberty i
1: think this is about a prepubescent zombie lady who has finally reached puberty and is trying to figure out how to deal with all these changes somebody called guillermo del toro
0: (laughs) (laughs) i think yeah i think you just stole a screenplay Well, because
1: you know what nick as they often say is that these zombie films deal with social commentary on how people are interacting with you know the uh the, the the culture and community around them,
0: you know? It's true. But let's see if that if that <laughs> still holds water, Mike. I'm very optimistic it will. Now the world is a scary that And then he reinforces how we all must get down with the sickness and how we are mothers and fuckers at the same time. Uh, we're uh, all mothers and fuckers, Nick. Every last one of us. Don't you forget it. Mike, that, that quote is going to be on your tombstone. I don't know why I can picture it so vividly. I don't know why I picture your tombstone so vividly, Mike. I hope you live a very long Nick, life. I really wonder sometimes.
2: <laughs> Gosh, Nick, I... Gosh, Nick, sometimes I just feel like you want me dead.
0: <laughs> Mike, I hope you live a long life. Based on everything you survived, I almost feel like statistically, like, either you're going to live to be 100, or you're going to die much sooner than that. But I am so oh rooting for 100. <laughs> Mike, Nick, you want Mike, me to come out with the sickness right now? Nick? No, come on. no, Mike. You already claim you almost did that <laughs> once. I, I don't,
2: but, I don't know if I brought this up on the show before. But, but, Mike, our our reactions and experiences to Mike put me in the mind of there's an old SNL sketch from the first five years with, with the original not ready for primetime players. There was a sketch they did where they filmed old John Belushi. And he was, so he's an old man makeup and he shows up at the gravestones of every other member of SNL at the time. And the joke of the sketch is that he outlived them all, even though he, you know, would be the person that you look at and go like, no, you're going first. And then ironically, years later, he would be the first one to have actually passed away. So I feel like Mike is kind of like that sketch where it's like we can see him being the last man standing and like he's an old man and he's looking at all of our graves and saying... Oh, they all thought it'd be me first, and then we all have a good laugh about it, but then it actually turns out to be him. I can see it go either way.
1: You know what? I think one or other I would be satisfied. You know what I mean?
2: Long story short, Mike, you remind me of John Belushi. You know what a comic... That's probably the best compliment Steve has ever given Steve, you. Steve,
1: I'm going to take that. I'm going to take that. I'm going to take that in stride right now. That and great.
2: in that in that <laughs> spirit, let me just tell you as your friend, please stay away from blow. <laughs>
0: All right, so we're about to get into the, I guess you'd call it the bridge of the song, although I love it. This section that you're about to hear, you never heard if you only heard the radio edit. Um, This is called, according to at least Wikipedia and one or two other sources that quoted it, the abuse segment. I love how some songs have like a verse, chorus, verse, chorus. This has an abuse segment. Uh this song, people claim, is a. Th- this section of the song, people claim, is about child abuse. The song is inspiring matricide, I guess.
2: Uh, Ma- but did you say lo-
0: matricide? Is that what you're. I
2: knew it. I knew he was going to say he thought you said matricide. Mike, are you saying. Are you, are you confusing it with the murder of mattresses? I. Well, I thought so. Or someone murdering you with a mattress. <laughs> you know, if you murder a mattress,
0: it becomes a Casper i'm I'm starting to get worried by how well I read Mike's mind. <laughs> you know me too well, Steve. You've done the podcast enough. Steve. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's get into that classic abuse segment and when I dream, and when I dream, Steve, how are you quoting that perfectly? Steve is mouthing along exactly with the "quote unquote" abuse segment. No, I'm not. Shut up. Oh, Steve skips down the entire beginning the sickness, and end. man. Steve. Steve skips the beginning and the end of the song every time and just listens to this 30 seconds over and over again. Oh, that's right, Steve. You, this was your audition monologue for a while.
2: <laughs> yeah, threw me off my rhythm now.
0: <laughs> well, hang on, Steve. I can go back a little bit. Why can't you just fuck off and die, mommy? I don't see... I don't get why they cut this part out. This is exactly the part that I feel like everyone would be rocking out you to. You know what? This is just yet another snowflake
1: fucking teenager <laughs> not respecting their goddamn elders. Let me tell you.
0: just Oh, you think that's
1: what that's it's about? That's
0: what it is, man.
1: Oh, Mike let,
2: Russell, boomer
0: defender.
1: Let me tell you. Let me tell you. You know, this... Does he even know...
2: Does he even know? Does he even know his mom fought in the Vietnam War? Does he (laughs) even know? Fought in the war. (laughs) Wasn't a nurse. Fought in the war. Fucking
1: had to fucking push his ass out of her fucking stone cold vagina. Like, I mean, I mean, which took fucking 36 hours You know what I mean? Fucking of excruciating pain with no medication because she was out on the battlefield.
0: (laughs) Careful, Mike. In this this version of reality you've created, you're justifying domestic abuse.
2: Yeah, and you're doing it while shirtless and drinking a tall boy.
0: What I was going to say, though, is the band themselves have disavowed that the song is about literal child abuse and that it is instead uh, about a uh, metaphorical abuse is what they say. Uh... Vocalist David Draymond said to Phoenix New Times, quote, the screaming psychodramas in metal hits like Down with a Sickness are merely, and then this was in italics, inspired by personal history, not a literal journal of his own tortured upbringing. Quote, I'm really talking about the conflict between the mother culture of society who's beating down the child yearning for independence and individuality and the submission of the child. So this is
2: metaphorical. Yep, that's what I got.
1: So that means it perfectly fits with what I'm saying. These guys don't respect their mothers trying to give them guidance and put them on the right foot because they want to go off and be fucking musicians instead of getting a job like that's gonna like be an essential worker and make some actual money that means something. Is that-
0: oh, <laughs> you're right, Mike. In 2000, <laughs> the band Disturbed should have known that they should have gotten a job as essential workers. How dare hypothetical... they? How dare they
1: go against their mothers who who had them set up for a nice job at the plant? That's <laughs>
2: the plant doesn't exist anymore, Mike. The plant closed 20 years ago. The plant has been outsourced. The
0: original version of the song was down with the outsourced, <laughs> and disturbed was not.
2: <laughs> no, it was called uh trickle down with the sickness. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh, that's good, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I pat myself on the back for that one.
0: <laughs> uh, so there's a little bit more uh, metaphorical abuse.
1: Honey, honey, all I'm saying is that you're going to make at least $20,000 or more a year as a manager at the plant. That's all I'm saying. Like, I know you're good at the guitar. But we don't know what's gonna happen.
0: <laughs> I mean, this could be even something less, uh, uh, less heavy-handed than that. This could have been just like, "Hey, Billy, do you mind taking the garbage out tonight?"
1: Listen,
0: some kids are just assholes. There are
1: a lot of
2: asshole kids. We can't forget the kids are assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, honey, did you use the last bit of milk For your lucky charms?
0: What if it was literally just Hi Billy, how was school? Uh, Okay,
1: okay, I understand Fifth grade is hard, honey Fifth grade is hard
0: (laughs) Fifth grade is hard. You know what? That's the only one of these that's actually justified. <laughs> All right, but it, it
1: continues. Here it comes. Get ready to die.
0: Here it comes. Get ready to die. Arby's original motto. <laughs> Did you say Arby's? Yes, Arby's. We're, At the last minute, they're like, you know what, let's make it We Got the Meat. Yeah.
2: We're, we're basically going down the line of endorsements we don't want.
0: Uh, yeah. we, have bur- we have burned every potential podcaster endorsement. Casper Mattresses, forget about it. Arby's, I don't know if they were doing real podcasts anyway, but forget about it. The plant, they, were, had, they had a campaign to maybe go into podcasting, they've forgotten about it. At this it. point,
2: the only one left is Michael Bloomberg. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He'll attach his name to anything. Oh. But the song finally comes to a conclusion, ending where it truly began <laughs> 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 It's tricky. Ooh, ah, 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 ah. Oh wow! I didn't go to the, I didn't go to the same zoo that David Draymond did, so I can't really do it. Can't find it. Can't, can't find it. You gotta, you gotta really, truly experience it
1: on like a like a fever dream level to truly. <laughs> a
0: fever dream <laughs> level, exactly. Uh, no. The only thing the song ends with is a key change. Oh, wah, ah, ah. Get up, come on, get down. And with that new metal came and kind of at the same time new metal ended.
1: I'm really going with the puberty zombie approach on that song. I think that makes the most fucking sense. Puberty zombie. Yeah. And you know what there isn't if there, you know what and if and if that's not if that's not what's happening, I think there needs to be a series made about a zombie going through puberty because you know what? Aren't we all
0: are we all zombies or going through puberty? Both nick both. <laughs> You thought the change, you thought the bodily change of becoming a zombie was bad enough. Puberty's way worse. (laughs) (laughs) But, guys, that is Down with the Sickness, a perennial favorite of mine on karaoke. Actually, no, what I do with karaoke, and uh, Mike and Steve can attest to this if you go to Karaoke Bar and go to Ed Sheeran's Shape of You, it perfectly is in the same key as Down with the Sickness, and you can totally sing the lyrics to Down with the Sickness uh, to Ed Sheeran's Shape of You. Try it next time.
2: How how you're not doing it as we speak is a failure of preparation. <laughs> do it, Nick. I do
0: it. I am not do such it. a narcissi- <laughs> I am not such a narcissistic piece of shit that I will do karaoke to listeners of a podcast whose time is very valuable. Wait. Nick right, they- well,
2: at least as like a mini, like five minute mini-sode, you should put together a small snippet of what you're talking about. Hundred percent.
0: uh listeners if you'd like to hear that uh dm us on any of our social media platforms uh on instagram twitter uh facebook song topsy report and you know what we can just kind of wrap up at that point too you can also as we stated at the beginning please leave us a review on apple podcasts if you've not done so already listen to us on whatever streaming platform you want i know a lot of you guys are on spotify or stitcher or whatever podcast app of your choosing Uh, But if you can head over to Apple Podcasts, we'll leave a link in the show notes. Uh, It would be very helpful if you guys would leave us a review. Uh, And you can follow me personally on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Brigadier, uh, posting some fun stuff there. And Mr. Mike Russell.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, Mr. Mike Russell, you can follow me on my Instagram at MrMikeRussell.com. That's mrmr.dot. And uh, like Nick said, you know, give us a listen on the Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, all those other places that you can find your podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. Listen, I don't know if you recalled earlier. Let me refresh you. There is some anti son Tops are out there trying to tear us down. And we need mother trucking five-star reviews to fucking bounce back. We're counting on you, listeners. Any one of y'all, a lot of y'all have done it. Love your reviews. Let's get some more rolling in because Jesus Christ, we we we're at 4.5. 4.5 stars, that ain't right. And Or uh, you know
2: not, we do have rich full lives, so. Shush,
0: Steve! This is a call to
1: action. Call to action! I'm blowing. Oh, I'm next, blowing the ref- Sontopsy
0: conch. Wait, is next refusal <laughs> of the call? Ah yes, the grand introduction of the Sump Topsy Conch. Mike did not, in fact, just recently go to Chipotle. He is blowing into a conch cell. <laughs>
2: oh, I
0: hope I hope Piggy's okay. <laughs> oh, he's not. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Great book. Um and Steve, where can we find you? Oh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at your man trollo at uh, steventrollinger.com. Um, you can uh, check us out on the recently released short horror film, Chad Is Not the Killer, directed and written yes. by Nick, starring Mike and myself. Um, DebraDevilProductions.com. Yes, there. Uh, yes. Uh, the
1: reels re- uh, what was that new uh,
0: festival? Uh, we got into the Die Laughing Film Festival. Uh, they might not be holding the actual physical festival in Los Angeles obviously because of coronavirus, uh, but apparently on the 9th they'll be announcing festival winners, so we'll see if we got any <laughs> little tokens of appreciation there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, please check it out. Uh, Stephen Mike did a f- wonderful job. I could not have asked for better lead actors. Uh, oh, we couldn't have had a better director. You can just go stop it, you guys uh and with that uh thank you so much for listening we we will be back next week with some more fun stuff and until then i am nick brigadier
2: i'm mike russell and i had a fun thing planned to say but i know the writing on the wall so nick go ahead and play it (laughs) and
0: we will see you next week take care